one of the things we see in the in the word is is that God uh, works in seasons. He works in uh, dispensations. If you study the Bible from beginning to end, you see there's different uh, dispensations of time. We're living in the age of grace. We're familiar with the age of the law and so forth. And he does that, we might say, on a macro level. And there are, there, the Ephesians even speaks of ages to come when he'll show us his grace and kindness. We don't even know what that all entails other than a little bit we do. We know about the millennial reign of Christ and so forth. But there are ages to come. And God, I don't know, he likes to plan things out and does things. This for a while, this for a while. And that, that, that while might be thousands of years. Uh, um, but he does things and then there's a shift, there's a change and things are, are different. On an individual basis, the Lord also works this way. Uh, sometimes what he does on a large scale, he does individually with us. And we go from place to place. Uh, I'm not talking geographic, but we go from season to season to from uh, assignment to assignment. Some of it's, some of it's uh, maturity. Some of it's um, just personal growth. We go from one stage of, of our knowledge of him and our our, our development to another stage, to another stage. And, and if you've been a believer for very long, you can certainly look back and say, I used to be here, now I'm, you know, I've, I've made some advancements. And uh, uh, the, the kind of the way, I, uh, the, the way I've, I envision it as I'm standing here, I, you probably can't all see this, but there's like a, you know, a little pocket right here and one over there. Maybe you can see them, maybe you can't for microphones to be plugged in and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, if this one is like the starting point, you know, he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, and uh, our relationship with God goes on forever, but there are seasons in our life that don't. There are, there are things he wants to do that don't last forever. And uh, from a maturity standpoint, this is where you get saved. How many know that if after, you know, five years you're still here? That's a problem. And you might say, something doesn't feel right because <laughs> you should be over here. Yeah, I mean, are you doing what it takes to grow? Are you, are you getting the word in? Are you following him with all your heart? Are you earthly-minded or heavenly-minded? What's going on there? Because, it, you know, when we, we should be over there and we're still here, that's not right, okay? The, the goal in our Christianity, in our relationship with God, is basically to keep making forward progress, all right? Not not stalling, certainly not going backwards, but not even staying in one place forever. We should keep keep moving, keep moving along, keep walking with the Lord, not just standing <laughs> or sitting with the Lord, but keep walking with the Lord and following his plan. We grow spiritually, we develop. But then there's also there's also something to this about the the things he has us doing. Um when you're faithful with the Lord, uh, he adds to you. He brings promotion in different areas of your life. When you're faithful, meaning you're, you're continuing to progress along the path that he has for you, uh, then there'll come points where, where things change. Seasons where, okay, you did that. You did a good job. You completed that. Now you're going on to something else. As far as assignment, as far as some promotions in God, and, and I'm not here to define the time of this because this might be a year and it might be 20 years and it might be 40 years or it might be five minutes. I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying it's different depending on what the Lord has, has, has called you to do. I, I, I know 
uh, I know just the other day we were having our conference, um, Brother uh, Jim uh, Hockaday came and, and ministered to Amy and me and uh, uh, by the Spirit. And, um, and one, of the things that, one of the things that were said was you're, um, uh, you're entering into a new phase of ministry. You finished a phase, you're entering into a new phase, something to, something to that effect. I have it written down. Uh, um, into a new phase. Well, you know, okay, I guess this for me, the first one was 30-some years long. <laughs> if that was one phase, you know what I'm saying? But entering into a new phase, that doesn't mean I'm, that doesn't mean I'm uh, skipping town or anything like that. It just means the Lord is doing some things in me that weren't a part of the previous phase. It may have been for someone else, but for me, it wasn't a part of me. And, and now, for his timeline, maybe there's faithfulness involved. Maybe there's some other elements there. But I, ca- I got to a point where things change. And at some point, if, if I'm, I may enjoy this time. I may think, this is a wonderful place to be. I just love the Lord, and I'm in, in the will of God. But at some point, if I stop making forward progress, this is no longer right. It was right for me before, but now it's wrong. Why? Because in his plan, in his design, I'm supposed to be past that now. Does that make sense? And, and, and sometimes there are seasons. I don't know if this is related at all. You have to discern for yourself, even those that we prayed for. Some of you are making changes and move, moving and or considering all these kind of things. And maybe it's related to this, but... Uh, sometimes you're doing the right thing. It's not what, like what you were doing was wrong, but it would be wrong to continue in that same vein and the same way at the same place. And there's, why? You, you finished that. And now it's time to make a change. Now it's time. You've gotten to a point. What's this? Where did this come from? I don't know. <laughs> but, but here it is. I've always been intrigued by the, the fact that the uh, the ministry um, of Brother Hagen in in Oklahoma, which uh, when when I got there and Pastor Mickey got there, it was very large. I mean, the Bible school was you know fifteen hundred or something. At sometimes some years it was a couple thousand, and uh, and and had, it was a, a world had worldwide impact. Nations were changed by the ministry. But you know when he started the school, he was like fifty six. I'm not that. I'm like way south of that. <laughs> I always just think he had, a, he had a ministry for a long time, did a lot of things. But as far as a, a global impact and, and huge ministry like that, it really wasn't. I mean, it was powerful, but not on that scale until he was 56. I have people I went to high school with that... One of them came a couple years ago. I haven't seen him. He showed up on a Sunday, and I was over here after a service, and there, there he was, friend from high school, and he's telling me he's thinking about retiring. <laughs> he's worked for the same company for 30-some years. He said, I'm getting close to where I can retire. I'm like, that doesn't compute. <laughs> it's like, one, we're not that old. <laughs> Two, I just don't even, don't even think that way. But it's always been interesting to me how... Uh, with Brother Hagen, how he had been in ministry, an effective, powerful ministry for so long, and then 
the Lord gave him a new direction and it went. In one sense, it always excites me a little bit. I think, you know, we're doing what God's called us to do here and it could be one little change or one little adjustment or we're just stepping into a new phase and, and we, reach, we reach multitudes around the world. And, uh, and I don't know what he wants to do in everyone's life. I just, I, I believe this, that, that we should all keep making progress. <laughs> keep walking. Keep walking. And never, never settle such a degree like, I'm camping out until Jesus comes. <laughs> I mean, I've got my house and I've got my, you know, my job or my retirement or I've got this in order. I'm just comfortable and I kind of like where I am. Squat. <laughs> grow, your, grow in faith. Grow in giving. Grow in, in serving. Let your prayer life grow. Amen. Be developed in, in spiritual matters at an increased level. And if, if as you keep making progress, you know, if the Lord needs to make any changes or just add to you, he can. I don't know, he, I don't know that he can over here. If I'm just kind of saved, Lord, come quick. I'm saved and going to heaven, so I'm just kind of satisfied without not making any progress. I don't know. I wonder what if I may never even know what, what God has for me later on. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Pastor Bill, you're back up. <laughs> Faith. Faith. Hallelujah. 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 God's good. God is awesome. God's rad. I'm good at this, so yes. I'll write this out for you. <laughs> let, let me ask you something in regards to what, what, you're, what you're speaking on. In, in your experience, just on, in your family, if you want to expound on, on people you know as well, you can. Have you noticed a decrease in any area of your life as God has called you further in the ministry or, or when he's asked you to change, when he's asked you to move, have you noticed a decrease ever? No. No. No decrease. It always, it always is better. It's always better. It's always higher. It's always more. Why do you think we have a... More challenge, mm -hmm. more... <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I was going to preach. I didn't know I had to lead. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't mean, but I, when I say that, when I say more, I, I don't mean you just get to a place and now all everything's easy from here on right. out. No. There are still challenges. Challenges, yeah, yeah. Especially in ministry because you're dealing with people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People are awesome. People are awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> people are amazing. <laughs> Babies are amazing, but they have poopy diapers. They do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it where there are no oxen, the stall is clean. clean, right? <laughs> and you know, something else that Pastor said that that was interesting that that kind of the Holy Spirit hit with me was, Pastor continued to say, progress, not perfection, progress. So don't condemn yourself. Don't condemn ourselves. Don't condemn one another. Progress not mm -hmm. perfection. Thank God he doesn't promote on perfection. No one. Nor is it on, on someone else's 
timeline or someone uh, else in, in relation to what someone else is doing. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we like to compare ourselves and with others and you either feel better than someone or worse than someone when you do that. And yeah. neither of them is God's design. Mm -hmm. Let's just stay on our own path. Yep. Amen. And, and surround ourselves with people that encourage us to stay on our own path. Right? When the Bible says, um, sharpen one another. As iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. Um, you know, this, this man next to me, Pastor Mark, there's times in my learning to minister where I'm like, oh, he's expecting this out of me. He's never once said those things. I was putting it on myself. And then when I finally would talk to him, he's like, no, I want you to be you, who God called you to be. Walk in the gifts that God put in you. And I was like, whoa, there was freedom in that. Isn't it awesome that God puts us surrounded by people that encourage us to walk in the lane that God called us to? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You know. Um, you good? I'm good, yeah. All right. I think. <laughs> I mean, if not, I've got three other people that just say it's you and walk off. Uh, you know, I was listening to uh, another man of God uh, on a sermon a week or two weeks ago, and um, he was talking about this, this very thing, and he said the first time that he, he and his wife got into ministry, they were in a 12-foot by 26-foot trailer, and they were a pastor of a church, and made very little money, you know, just making ends meet the type of prayers when the wife would say, hey, I need a vacuum cleaner. He said, well, you better pray to God. Um, all us old alumni understand what that's from. Um, and so he was sharing this story, and, and he stayed there for about 10 years at this church. And um, he said every time the Lord was, has called them to make a move in ministry, one of them never really wanted to move because they got comfortable. They squatted. He said whether it was me or whether it was my wife, one of us would get to a point of going, I like it here, and taking the squat. And, and he said something. He said what's interesting is I, I'm one with my wife, right? The Bible says we are one. And he goes, and sometimes I had to trust that she heard correctly. And he goes, but, and, he, and he said, he goes, I'm not a, a minister of, you know, prosperity. I'm not going to preach prosperity or anything like that. He goes, I believe God wants us blessed. But he goes, you know, as many years as he's been doing this now, I think it's been like around 35, 40 plus years. He said, not one time when the Lord had asked them to move was it for less. And he said, and it doesn't make the decision of like, well, am I getting a bigger house or a nicer car or better insurance or better retirement, whatever those things are. He said it didn't, he didn't know those in the beginning. It's strange that the Lord doesn't tell us when he's asking us to step out. It's weird he doesn't tell us it's something better. Isn't that weird? You know, we, we, we stepped out. I stepped out of my job. And my wife is super analytical and logical like Excel spreadsheet, logical. And my brain isn't that way whatsoever. I'm more sticky note. <laughs> and so if you ever wonder what's going on in my brain, imagine a room or a file cabinet full of sticky notes. Um, it's there somewhere, and I will find it. Um, and uh, she's like, why don't you just check cell 31C? And I'm like, what's cell 31C? Um, and so... Um, she finds things quicker than I do, usually. And the Lord was working on her to rely on him, not our salary. 
So when it came to, to me stepping away and making that move, making that change, I was, you know, going, wait, I'm the man. I'm supposed to be able to provide for my family and do all this, and I'm going to go from this income to half? How does that even work? Then all of a sudden, I, you know, all of a sudden, I became an Excel spreadsheet genius. <laughs> like, out of nowhere, I could balance a checkbook. Like, right, I knew how to add and subtract all of a sudden. And uh, I never told my wife I knew how to do that. And, um, and all of a sudden, I became fearful, so I became logical. See, it's interesting. When the Lord starts dealing with us about spiritual things, and we know it's right, we know that eagle's the place we're supposed to be. That's a horrible British accent. I apologize. Um, but then we all of a sudden go logical, and we go to our fleshly brain. And we're like, it's got to make sense. It's got to make sense. It's got to make sense. Stepping away from law enforcement didn't make sense whatsoever at all. You know, there came a time when, when our, our income cut by half, and Jen says, hey, have you uh, in prayer gotten anything about moving, selling our house? I'm like, no. I finally like my house. Squ- I squatted. I'm like, I finally am content with the home I live in. I'm not moving. She's like, will you pray about it? I'm like, no. <laughs> nope. And so I didn't. I didn't pray about it. And anytime there seemed to be like some type of leading in prayer about a home, I was like, nope. Amen. Time to leave. I didn't want to hear it. I finally enjoyed where I lived. And then I was brushing my teeth one day. And the Lord says, that closet ain't yours anymore. Oh. Wow, where are we moving? I remember talking to Pastor Mark. I said, I think we're moving. And he's like, where to? And I'm like, I don't know. And, he's, and one of the things he said, he's like, are you moving? I can't remember if he said, I'm paraphrasing. If he was like, are you moving back home? Or even if he knew where I was from, I'm not sure. Um, and, and when he said it, I'm like, hmm, no, that ain't happening. Not going back there. And so we go on and go on. Long story short, if God would have told me, If God would have told me when Jen, when I was crawling into bed from a graveyard shift and Jen was leaving for her, her, her day shift job, she was blessed more than I was. I worked graveyard. And um, if God would have said right then and used her, maybe if she would have listened better from the Holy Spirit, and she would have had a word, a wisdom, and said, hey, honey, by the way, we're going to move where we have always wanted to. I would have been like, glory to God, I think we're selling our house. But it took faith for me to hear the Lord, and then it took faith for me to say, well, I don't know where we're moving, but we're selling our house. And then we were instructed to sell our house during a certain time frame, and we're like, no, we're not doing that. And, and we know this is going to sell, and we're, we're saying it's supposed to sell in this month. And the person's like, you don't, you're not going to get top dollar. I'm like, we are. And, and we did. In four hours or something like that? Four hours, done, five offers. And um, then, you know, it was fun. We lived in a hotel for two weeks. It wasn't that bad. It seemed like a month. And, um, and so we lived in a hotel, and then we moved in on December 23rd of 2019. 18. 18. And I've, sh- I've shared this story with a few close friends. I'm like, man, why couldn't you have just told me in the first place where I was going to live? I would have I sold my house in a day. Like that day, I would have got up and called. To, I'm like, I would have not slept. I would have stayed up for 24 hours. And I would have called and been like, we're selling our house, Tim. Like, come sell it now. 
But I, I, I was fearful. I was scared to leave all the, all the fun memories of our kids sliding down mattresses on the stairs. And all the friends and, and I mean, memories of, of obs at the house and, and the kids just being kids. You know what I mean? I was fearful of all of that. But along that walk, there was progress. Not always perfection, but progress. And learning and trusting him and being led by the, by the Lord. And I, I, now I laugh. And just like this man of God that I listened to a week or two weeks ago, he says, you know, I, I didn't get into the ministry to have a house. I got in the ministry to change the world. He had a prophetic word said to him uh, that, that one day he would change millions of people's lives. So he thought he was going to be a worldwide evangelist. I've, been, I've, been, I've had things prophesied over me. Pastor Mark has, Pastor Wade, Pastor Mickey has. Most of us have maybe and I've sat back and I'm like, I'm going to travel the world. Glory to God, I love traveling. I love airplane rides. Well, I used to. Now they make you wear masks. Um, I used to love airplane rides. I love other foods. I love, I love going to other countries. And I really love sharing the gospel in other countries. I think it's one of the funnest things that we get to do is to take the joy of the Lord to a country where they think Americans and Christians are not happy and not very nice people and we just bomb and kill everyone. But then you get to sneak up behind them when they're taking photos of like themselves and their moms and their Muslim stuff and you smile and all of a sudden you break everything down because of a smile and the love of God. And I think that's a beautiful thing that we Christians get to do and we should do it here. Photobomb people with the joy of the Lord. And so, he, he goes and he becomes a pastor of like a 100-person church. And he's there for 10 years. <laughs> Gotta be a doer of the word. And, uh, and so, we can have fun. And so, all this was going on and all this was going on and then there came a point in his life where he's like, wait a minute, I'm not affecting the world. I'm stuck in a little tiny 100 person church in a 12 foot by 26 foot trailer. I'm not affecting the world. And I was sitting there listening to this sermon. Ah, I don't wanna get emotional. I was sitting there listening to this, this sermon and it was kind of starting to resonate with me. And he skips all these years, right? He skips this timeline from, from getting saved, from hearing the word, from getting prophesied over, to going to Bible school, to going to college, and then getting becoming a pastor. And he's down the road, years down the road. And all of a sudden, he's, he's a president of a university, of a Christian university. And he's been there for, for quite some time. And he's in prayer saying, Lord, when am I going to be able to go? And fulfill the word that you've spoken over my life. And the Holy Spirit shares with him. He said, he said, look at all the lives you have taught and you have sent out into the world. And all of a sudden I was sitting there, I'm like, whoa, LBC. Whoa. The new step that Pastor Mark and Miss Amy has walked through in the promotion into another, another realm or another office or whatever. And I, I mean like a room office. Don't get weird. Um, but, but what, like, now what's going to happen? 
Because the progression of when their faithfulness and going and going and going and going and pretty soon, it's launch off time. It's not on the run- runway anymore. But I want to ask you as a pastor, I want to ask you to join. To join him. To join us. Let's not just make church a country club. Let's not do that. That's not... The Lord did not die on the cross for church to be a club. He taught it to be militant. He he died so that people would be saved. He wants the church to have marching orders. But he needs to know that the general of that church, the pastor, the head shepherd, is faithful. And we are blessed. Oh, we are blessed. And you know what the Lord is calling us to do? He wants us to be in unity. The devil's going to try to do everything he can to, to break apart that unity. We cannot allow that to happen. The mission in which we have been called to do is greater than ourselves. To seek the lost. To get them saved. To teach them. And get them out. Go into all the world and make disciples. Heal the sick. Cast out demons. Like, come on, man. Like, are you kidding me? We get to do that? Like, us? Like, us? We get to go preach the gospel? And look, he didn't say you get to go debate the gospel with, like, certain religious people, and he didn't say that you have to like know everything and have doctrine after doctrine after doctrine. No, he said, go preach preach Jesus Christ and the cross. They can't debate Jesus Christ and the cross because at the cross, there's freedom. People can't debate freedom. You can take the Bible away from me. You can say Jesus isn't real. You can say all that you want to. You can tie me up, string me up, put a sword to my head and say, He's not real. The Bible's not real. Okay, fine. That's what you think, but I've seen people healed. I've seen the dead raised. I've seen demons cast out. I've seen lives changed. My family was changed. My daughter was healed from sickness. Come on. And you want to know where the blessing is? This this Pastor Mark was talking about this, but I don't know if he knew he was talking about this, but this is what I was hearing. The blessing is where he's called you to. It's where he called you to. It wasn't in in where your church was from, what, Twin Falls? It wasn't when he was in Twin. He was getting trained up in the process and making the progress. He was called here. We are called here. Keep going up. Keep going up. Keep going up. Hallelujah. Unity. Unity. You know what we're going to do because of unity? And you know what Jesus did because of unity? Communion. Isn't that crazy? In, in, in 1 Corinthians, he, he's, he's like, you guys are in disarray and you're doing this and this and this. No, we're going we're gonna to break bread and drink from the cup. And in this, you're going to remember me. There's been monumental things that have been happening in the last, I say the last little bit, but it's been 30 plus years for Pastor Mark. <laughs> Some of us are like, You wouldn't believe the change this summer. Pastor Mark's like, it's been 32 years. Right? Like, all of a sudden, I woke up and I had gray in my beard. (laughs) 
It wasn't one night. It was 40-something years that produced this awesome gray beard. It's wisdom. That's what I keep on saying, Jillian. And so um, as, as we take communion tonight, we're going we're gonna to do it in remembrance of all that the Father has done for us and all that he is and who he is, but also for unity. Stop the backbiting. Stop the backbiting. Amen. Pastor Mark, I, I, I think you should come up because I'm leading. <laughs> I'll buy you lunch tomorrow. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with, with doing communion, but it seems uh, he's, he's, the, he's the captain of this ship. And, and where he's steering us to go is awesome. It is such a good, good place. Amen.